Hello and welcome back to 40 Minute Mentor, your pocket-sized career mentor. Following last week's deep dive into CVs and LinkedIn building, this week we're taking a look at the next stage in the recruitment process, the interview. In this episode, you'll hear some of our best advice on nailing your interview to secure your perfect role. So get your notebooks ready and I really hope you'll enjoy this episode. So for me, first and foremost, in this day and age, there is no excuse not to come really well prepared for your interviews. The likelihood is you're going to be up against some pretty stiff competition. So it's more important than ever that you go in really having done your due diligence on the company, the culture, the founder or the hiring manager. Most importantly, so you can go in really confident and having a really clear view on the company. And that will help you bring your experience to life and tailor it towards what they need. So when it comes to preparation, there's lots of different ways you can do this. Most founders of companies and a lot of people that will be hiring will have been on podcasts or will have created video content on YouTube. So that is one of the first things you can do to get a really good insight into their communication style, potentially their values, how they think about hiring even. So that is an absolute go-to now, I say. Go and check out content. Of course, the website will give you lots of information as well, but I think you need to go much deeper these days. Read articles. If it's a consumer product, be a customer. Go through the experience and share your experience at interview. Can you talk to anyone in your network that's previously worked there or has been a customer of theirs? Try and do your own due diligence to really get under the skin of the business understand what really makes it tick. And as a result, you'll be able to have much more insightful, thoughtful and considered questions at the end of the interview, which is often something that can let candidates down when their questions are a bit generic. Do your research. And you might think that that's like a very basic thing, but you'd be surprised at how many people do not actually do this before going into an interview. And it's so important. So my top, top, top tip is, you know, be so prepared and do all the research. I think a big thing is not being able to communicate your USP and like, what are your strengths? What do you bring to the table? To be able to do well at an interview, you really need to show like, why should you be hired for this role? Like, what are you bringing? I think that people fall down in this area quite a lot. You'd always be astonished that people don't prepare sometimes and really don't take the time to research the company, research the role, particularly when you're going through JBM, ask us questions. We are here to help and we're here to help you nail the interview. So I think the biggest non-negotiable is just to really make sure you are up on the company, up on the role, you've really read the role spec and you're going into the interview with lots of questions, lots of things to talk about. It's an opportunity for you to interview. This is, we say, we hear this a lot, right? It's an opportunity for you to interview the company as much as for them to interview you. And it can definitely be driven partly from your side and preparing is the way that that you'll be able to actually do that and you'll be able to get as much out of it as possible. I think research is really, really important. That is a a huge um, sort of topic to cover. But simple things, have you researched the industry of the business that you're interviewing for? The, the industry in general, what, what's the breaking news and what interesting articles have been released? That's kind of the, the top level. I then think you need to dig a little bit deeper and look at the company specifically that you're interviewing for. Again, there's so much information out there. Make sure that you are 
like fully up to date with any breaking specific company news as well because again it all goes to show that you've got a genuine interest in the business that you're potentially joining if you're asked a question you know, tell me a bit about the industry or tell me some recent news about us as as, as a company and you've missed that it, it's not going to come across brilliantly so i think researching is is really really important and then i think off the back of that making sure that you go to an interview loaded with sort of questions for the person that you're speaking with and again this can be you know, use it at different levels don't kind of throw too many questions at them as if to show look at all the, look i've done so much research i've got all of these questions in the world make sure they're relevant make sure they're interesting as well don't just do it for, for the sake of doing it but again i think it's, it's important that you know as somebody interviewing for a role interviews these days are now very two-sided it, it's less of a i'm applying for a role therefore person interviewing me is the only person that's going to ask the questions i think you as, as someone being interviewed need to make sure that you come away from that interview feeling that you know enough about the business as a whole about you know the direction they're heading in about company culture company work style is it fully remote um there, there's so many different elements that you're not necessarily going to come away from an interview knowing unless you've actually asked those questions prepare you'd be surprised at the amount of people that go into an interview without doing any research. And I'm not just talking about the interview with the actual client, but I'm also talking about the interview with the recruiter that is putting you forward. I feel people underestimate that that in itself is also a vetting stage for us. So do put the time to research ahead of that first call with, with the interviewer and the recruiter. Research the company, understand the role. It goes a long way to actually come prepared with, you know, thoughtful examples of experience that you think is directly relevant to the role. And I feel like putting that thought into relevant examples is also going to bring your attention around the areas where maybe you're not as strong. If you have the opportunity of going through that with the recruiter, then you're going to be a lot better prepared by the time you go to the actual interview and you're going to be able to emphasize the the skills or that you feel that you don't have or at the very least come across as a self-aware person that is understands what it takes to be a good ops manager or whatever BP customer success. Like I feel like you need to be able to own what you do have, but even more what you don't have in a way that gives that hiring manager the ability to, at the end of the day, trust that you're going to be the best hire. So I think self-awareness comes with doing that research and looking into your experience. Going through the kind of really basic questions of interviews, almost the stuff you were doing for interviews when you were getting your first job, you know, the, the really basic um, behavioural stuff, reminding yourself of recent examples when you have worked together successfully in a team or, or things of that ilk, I think, can be kind of overlooked once you reach a certain level of seniority, but they're actually super important and they're still skills that people are looking for, even at the executive search level. So just really going through those aspects of your experience is something I, I really encourage people to do. When you're working with someone like me, the interviews that we're having, yes, I'm assessing you, but remember, I'm also on your side. The purpose of the kind of headhunting side of the interview is to build that case for your candidacy right so as such you you know take your time like if if we're taking the time to, to interview you we probably have a good feeling about you already where i see kind of more polished interviewers you know they're more on top of their stats they're more on top of the metrics they've got their narrative now down you know there's a kind of coherent 
linearness to the story that they, they're describing. I think when a, a kind of key hallmark of someone that's kind of getting back into interviewing is the story's slightly disjointed. We did this. Oh, and actually I should mention, you know, we also did this, that, and that. And, oh, the context, I, I kind of missed this context and you, you should probably understand this. Oh, it's also important to just be human alongside this too can you own up to errors you know not everything is rosy especially these days right like things aren't necessarily your fault but similarly you were involved in them too so i guess own up to to the human element of of your career i think another mistake is not asking good questions being really generic not having good enough reasons as to why you want the job and why you want to work at a company like that that's a real frustrating one for me as a headhunter when i hear that uh, particularly in early stage startups, one thing that is super important is um, scrappiness and ability to be really hands on and get stuck in and having that resilience and resolve to kind of tackle lots of different problems. I think sometimes candidates can find it difficult to get some of that across. So really bringing relevant examples to the fore and really getting your the softer skills across at interviews is super important. And a lot of that comes from the research. Do you understand what their business is all about? What types of personalities, what values do they have? And how can you tailor your experience to the brief uh, and what you know of the business? One big so far that I have witnessed and received quite a few times as feedback from our clients is that um, I know I have said to ask questions, but uh, sometimes too many questions can come across as relatively arrogant. So making sure you strike the right balance between being curious and trying to understand the business, but also leaving space for the interviewer to be able to question you is also important. In terms of preparing for interviews, a lot of these founders who are in early stage businesses or in high growth journeys will have probably done some sort of PR exercises, whether that be podcasts, whether that be interviews with tech magazines, have a read, try and understand what is important to them, try and understand the person behind the interviewer is, I think, a really good way to prep for those interviews. Obviously, looking at the organization, trying to figure out what the org structure looks like, going onto their LinkedIn page, trying to understand how large the product team is versus the marketing team is, the sales team, etc. is super helpful as well. It can give you a good idea and some more context for your questions as well. Looking at the competitor market. Obviously, uh, that sounds like a total given, um, but you'd be surprised how little people do this. It, as well in senior roles. So that is really important. In terms of non-negotiables during interviews, one of the biggest mistakes that we see is people actually not asking the right type of questions. Curiosity, particularly in senior hires, is incredibly important and is one of the criteria that I'd say 99.9% of our clients have mentioned. So coming with your questions, trying to really understand the industry, the space, the challenges that they've had, the blockers, the opportunities is really important. So coming in prepared with some good questions and some genuine questions that go deeper and into more detail of the organization is incredibly important. I'd also remind everybody to stay concise, to stay, uh, to be articulate in sharing examples. Too often do we get the feedback of they didn't really listen. They just went on for too long for something that was completely irrelevant. We don't think it's a fit. It has a huge impact on the experience of the interviewer. 
I think companies, people who are hiring really want to know that you care. They care a huge amount about their business um, and they want to know that the, anyone they're bringing into their business is also going to care hugely about it. So I think that makes a really good interviewee and conversely a bad interviewee is someone who's not massively engaged with the process and not massively excited. In terms of preparedness, I think you can definitely tell when a candidate has given the job description a brief once over. So again, going back to that, just really spending some time, like some decent time getting to know it, um, getting to know the job description. So I think when you're interviewing, make sure that the, the sort of human element behind you is, is coming through, that the character and the personality sort of shines through. Yeah, ultimately, the person that's interviewing you wants to know what you would be like to work with. You know, if they were going to be stuck on a train up to Scotland for six or seven hours, could you get on? Would you have common ground? Would you, you know, would you get on well? So I think ultimately be yourself because that's ultimately what people are hiring for. And I think difficult to tell someone to be themselves, but at the same time, I think sometimes interviewees can be too rehearsed and almost, you know, get thrown by out of ordinary questions. So I, th- I think the whole thing is just having that sort of genuine approach because a big part of what people hire, yes, it's, it's kind of the experience, the skills, but it's also the personality and and the person behind that don't be a robot don't just give rehearsed answers it's really important that an interview can flow as well as possible so take time to if you can build a relationship at the start of the interview get your personality across really show a passion for the business that's genuine and clear uh, because that's super important and make sure that you nail the questions around why you're interested in the role, why you're interested in the company, get those motivations across. That's an easy win. You've got to really show that you've done your research and you've really considered why this role and this company is perfect for you at this point. I also think something that is quite overlooked is, which is hard to put into words, but the level of energy and the attitude that you bring to an interview is something that I think it's it's really important. How one leaves an interview, like do you feel drained or do you feel energized? It's because of that, because of that attitude, because of that energy. Don't overlook how you're coming across in anticipation of that interview. Put yourself in a good mental state. Take 10 minutes to um, not just prepare, but think of the interview as starting 10 minutes earlier. And use those 10 minutes to get yourself in the right state ahead of that interview and focused and calm and try to bring the best version of yourself and try to bring a good attitude and strong energy into that. Because the energy is something that even if they can't remember you or your story, that is something that is is hard to to forget. Uh, And that sticks. The first impression always sticks. So make sure that you come across well, not just in what you're saying but also in your in your whole like, sort of body language and making eye contact and smiling. You know, don't forget that actually people are still at the end of the day looking for someone that they genuinely want to work with. As part of the interview process, like very basic things, names spelled incorrectly. Just you've taken so much care and attention and then at a very critical moment, you've spelled their name wrong. Sometimes following up with the interviewer afterwards, not always a good thing. I think everyone's been guilty of this, right? You have that interview that you're like, I'd love to do this job. You know, it's a bit of a stretch for me, but, you know, it's just exactly what I want to be doing. Interview comes around, you just bomb. We're getting more nervous because you can see it's going worse and worse. And so you're trying to recover it. And that's just making you sound like an insane person and et cetera. And then you kind of come to the afterwards and you're like, I should really send a follow-up message. I think that's the point to just sleep on it. It's okay to send a follow-up message the day after but 
if you're sending a follow-up message which is 40 paragraphs of I didn't think I did particularly well and you're still trying to recover a bad interview like that's not ever going to help you <laughs> so yeah I, I guess that the broader point here is sure you'll have a sense of how you thought an interview went but you can never fully get inside the mind of the person that's just been interviewing you like I say sometimes that's easier said than done because a lot is communicated over email or you know we do know that ghosting sort of happens but I think where possible, follow up, where you then have that feedback. You know, we, we have candidates that go through seven or eight stages or quite a big element where people fall down is case studies. It's part and parcel of a lot of processes and people that have come from a consulting background or a, a banking background will have done case studies when they first got those roles, but they might not have done them recently. So again, it, it's going back and, and refreshing yourself, making sure that you do practice, use friends and, and, and peers where possible. If you know if there are elements of interviews you feel you're falling down on, and you think that you know a, a bit of rehearsal can can help with that, then I think definitely you know seek help with that. Every failure is a redirection. So really listen to the feedback that you get from your recruiter and from a client. Obviously, take what's useful and leave what isn't. But there are going to be some absolute gems and they can hopefully help you both to get better at interviewing, but also maybe direct you towards the, the dream role, the perfect role, the one that's going to be the right fit for you. And again, sounds really stupid. And in today's kind of remote world where a lot of interviews are you know, done over, over Zoom or any other platform, when you do have that, those sort of face-to-face meetups, again, it sounds really stupid and old-fashioned, but like make sure you've kind of gauged the vibe of the interview style and what you should be wearing. Like back in the day, it was very easy. It was like, you know, sort of smart business attire i think gone are the days where you're expected to turn up in in a suit and tie some companies might still you know might still go for that so definitely make sure you you check that vibe but similarly don't turn up too casual baseball cap t-shirt shorts type scenario so again gauge the vibes you can usually pick up on that through through the website but um yeah there have been times where i've known that to um go disastrously wrong we've had a person turn up to quite a not a corporate environment but it's still you know quite a a professional environment and this person turned up in a baseball cap so didn't read the room also people not putting things in their diaries and then just not showing up like this happens all the time and it's still (laughs) is really quite astounding to me I think make sure that when you're interviewing for a role that you consider the kind of pull factors of why you're applying for this role i've had candidates in the past basically turned out they've hated the business they've worked for they've hated their managers they've hated their colleagues and they've maybe put a bit too much emphasis on that at interview which you know kind of doesn't make the interviewer feel super bought in that you're in love with their company versus actually you just want to get the hell out of where you're coming from so be careful when you're doing that even if it's true find something else to (laughs) to to to, to kind of say because I think that never lands well and I've definitely had cases of that in the past where it's 100% been a red flag for potential employees I think another mistake is when candidates tell the interviewers what they think they want to hear you're going to get found out in the long run there it's much better to be honest 
and give authentic answers than just trying to like nail everything and, and say things perfectly. The reality is sometimes interviews want to hear that you don't have all the experience or that you have made mistakes. That self-awareness, that honesty, that transparency, those are all important qualities and traits. But then you can counteract those by showing, you know, that you are somebody that is always looking to learn and develop, that you've got a track record of picking things up quickly and that you're hungry to prove yourself. You've got the sort of growth mindset that really works in startup. But yeah, I've had candidates apply for a role, jumping on a call, and then uh, they were talking about a different company that they had research, or like I think a lot of candidates are applying without actually putting any thought or effort, and they just send a SEM CV uh, to different places, and then actually they become confused as to what they apply to, and they literally go on a call thinking they're interviewing for a different role. It seems obvious to say, but the biggest faux pas, don't start having your lunch during an interview. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of 40 Minute Mentor. I really hope that if you're interviewing for any roles at the moment, that you'll find this episode super useful with lots of actionable advice and tips to help you nail your interview. If you haven't caught up on last week's episode yet, please make sure you do. There's some great tips in there for anyone that's looking to optimize your CV and LinkedIn. And if you're enjoying 40 Minute Mentor so far, then do hit the subscribe button to be the first to find out about our new weekly episodes every Wednesday. That's all from us today, but I'm already looking forward to seeing you next week for even more pocket-sized mentorship.